Welcome to High Performance Mindset with Dr. Sindra Kampoff. Do you want to reach your full potential, live a life of passion, go after your dreams? Each week, we bring you strategies and interviews to help you ignite your mindset. Let's bring on Sindra. Today's episode is sponsored by Worldwide Access Solutions Incorporated, a 24-7 clear advantage, a call center providing inbound and outbound services, and a licensed life and health insurance agency. You can visit them at wasi.com. Welcome, my friends, to the High Performance Mindset. This is your host, Cindra Kampoff. And each week here on the podcast, we provide you with an inspiring message, Focus on strategies that you can use to master your mindset, as well as an interview with a high performer or someone who works in high performance. Now, I have been a little off the radar on the podcast the last week. I spent five amazing days with the most brilliant minds in sports psychology at the Association for Applied Sports Psychology Conference in Indianapolis, and I presented there a few times with the world's best. It was completely amazing. And I am more spiritually full of performance and sports psychology more than ever. So I had all intentions of recording two podcast episodes when I was there. But it's, you know, connecting with colleagues won out. And thanks so much for joining me. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. Thanks for checking it out. And if you're returning, thanks for coming back for more inspiration and guidance. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you receive future podcasts automatically. And last week, we launched our new program for athletes called Master Your Mindset for Athletes. To find out more information, you can go to syndracampoff.com where you can also sign up to receive free weekly videos on the psychology of high performance. And you know you will always receive a positive message from me. So today, I am inspired to provide an interview with Gabe Grunewald. Gabe is an Olympic hopeful who competes for the United States in the mile, the 3,000, and the 5,000. Gabe is currently ranked 19th in the world in the 1,500 and is the third American on that list. She's also an indoor champion in the 3,000. Gabe is sponsored by Brooks Running Company. And she's also a two-time cancer survivor. She was diagnosed with cancer twice while competing at the University of Minnesota. And what I absolutely love about this interview is she talks about how cancer made her stronger mentally. She's learned to be resilient, bouncing back from races that don't go as she expected and working to not sweat the small stuff. She provides incredible high-performance mindset nuggets today, including finding your best running self, reframing pressure as important to your performance and how it can actually help make diamonds, and the importance of confidence and faking it until you make it. I've had the privilege of working personally with Gabe on the mental side of performance, so it's pretty cool that she is open to talking about that. And I'm very grateful for her and her words today. When elite athletes talk about working with a sports psychology consultant, I think it helps grow the field and shows others that the importance of training your mind is really important. I love Gabe's story, and my friends, I know you will be inspired to get through any difficulty after listening to this. So, let's bring on Gabe. Welcome to the High Performance Mindset. This is your host, Cindra Kampoff, and I'm really excited today to provide an interview with Gabe Grunewald. So, Gabe, can you start us off and tell us a little bit about what you're passionate about and tell us what you're doing right now? 
I feel really fortunate to be pursuing my dreams as a professional runner. I am a lifelong Minnesotan, and I've been running since, um, you know, I was in the later years of elementary school, and I, I was lucky. I fell in love with running early, and it's been a really fun journey for me from somewhat humble beginnings to um, pursuing Olympic dreams. So that's where I'm at right now. It's 2015, and uh, I've had yeah, five good years as a professional runner, but I'm really looking to cap things off uh, next year with the Olympic year. I'm really excited. Awesome. So Gabe, tell us you know, just briefly about how you got to be at the professional level in terms of a professional runner. What's your story on getting there? I have been really fortunate to have worked with a lot of good coaches over the years, um, but I, I started off as a runner at Perm High School, and I I was a, a decent runner, but nothing nothing spectacular. I wasn't setting records. I wasn't or setting state records. I wasn't winning every single race, but I did win one state title on the track, and that was kind of just the little push that I needed to to consider running Division One, and that was something that I wasn't, I was really unsure if I could handle that challenge back in, when I was in high school, but I knew I loved running, and I knew that I wanted to see uh, how good I could be, and I knew that in order to do that, I needed to kind of push myself, so I ended up uh, walking on to, to run for the Gophers and Gary Wilson at the University of Minnesota, and that's kind of where I, you know, had my transformation from a you know, an average college runner to, you know, reaching sort of the top of the collegiate ranks. And within that time at the University of Minnesota, I had the, the great pleasure of running on many really successful teams. And I had a great team experience at the University of Minnesota. Throughout that time, I also became a cancer survivor. And that is definitely a big part of my story as a runner and and sort of how I found, you know, my, my best runner self um, after cancer and that was something that was a, a huge challenge for me when I was 22 years old and but it kind of gave me a little bit of clarity and um, a little a little sense of urgency with my running that I think I, I, I finally realized how how to put things together in my running uh, not only physically but mentally and emotionally and after I became a cancer survivor I uh I became, you know, my big dream as the Golden Gopher was to become an All-American, and I, I had a, one final track season after I had cancer, and I took second place in the nation, and that was really what catapulted me to consider a professional career, but it was a really, it was really a crazy sort of last, uh, last season as a college runner, and I had not even considered running professionally before that, so it's been a it's been a really fun journey with some twists and turns along the way, but I'm I'm still loving running and happy to be healthy and, yeah, still getting after it. <laughs> I can just hear your passion in your voice, Gabe. Um, what I what I found really inspiring what you just talked about was how cancer really allowed you to run your fastest race, but also find your best self, your best runner self, as you yeah. said it. What is that best runner self for you? For me, I think a lot, a big part of it was, you know, facing, facing fear head on. And instead of being afraid of failure, which I think I struggled with a little bit before I had cancer, I think I just became more excited about opportunities and more grateful for the talents I had and just overall more, more motivated to see what I could do. And I think after I had cancer, it finally, like the excitement for seeing finding out what I could do uh, finally took over the fear of, you know, 
maybe falling short. And so that was a huge learning lesson for me just as a life lesson. Uh, I think that people can do that without going through something like cancer and an, an adverse experience. But um, for me, it was just a transforming experience. And it just allowed me to take a step back and see myself and my opportunities in a different way. And ultimately helped me see, you know, some of my strengths that I had in myself that I didn't see before. So we talk of the high performance mindset, Gabe, about keeping your why front and center. Um, that helps you keep motivated when the going gets tough. So tell us why you do what you do and why you uh, continue to be a professional runner and go after your goals of making it to the Olympics. Finding yourself uh, as a professional in a sport like running, is it's really special because it's not necessarily, a, you know, it's not the NFL or the NBA where there's a lot of people uh, making a lot of money doing it. So I... First of all, I just feel like, um, for me, I feel that it's a really unique opportunity and something that is once in a lifetime, something that I want to take advantage of. And I did not uh, expect to find myself as an Olympic hopeful, even, I mean, in 2012, I didn't necessarily even expect to see myself there. So it's been, you know, uh, a career where I've, I've surprised myself a lot with what I'm capable of. And so for me, the main goal is to sort of just learn how to reach my potential in running. And I think we all have special gifts that we've been given. And I have been on a really special journey with my running. And for me, it's just about finding my, my best self um, as a person and as a runner. And I think that, you know, doing that, working hard, being on this journey, it's not easy every day. But um, I think, and especially through my experiences as a cancer survivor, I think you know, still getting out there and trying to reach my potential. I hope that, I think that's important for all of us to do. And this just happens to be the way that I think I've been called to do this right now. But I hope that ultimately, I hope that I can inspire other people to reach for their potential and other things and, you know, work through those tough times. And I think that's kind of, that's what I see in, in my running for myself. And, you know, just being a cancer survivor and going after your goals with passion and persistence, what do you think separates you mentally from other pe people that you compete against? Yeah, that's tough because when you get to this level, it's uh, it's very, it's really competitive and it's really cutthroat and everybody knows what they're doing out there to, to some extent. For me as a cancer survivor, I do think, you know, I, I'm good at seeing the big picture for sure and keeping things in perspective has has definitely been a strength of mine. I think uh, I tend to not, I think one of the things that has helped me is just not sweating the little things, you know, keep that hope that, you know, next day is going to be better. The next race will be better. And I guess on that note, I think I, I bounce back from, from poor performances and disappointing races, maybe um, quicker than some people. I am always kind of looking to the next, the next race. And I think, I learned to be resilient through those cancer experiences. And I think, I hope at least that that shows through. Absolutely. What do you see, you know, just competing against some of the world's best, what do you think separates those that are really, really good from those maybe that are just average who are trying to be professional runners, but don't make it? And what do you see yeah. mentally that separates them? Yeah, I, that's a great question. And I think I have had, I've had a few years to observe and, especially from, I mean, I see a lot of the middle distance women who are at the very, very top of our sport. And those are who I kind of am competing against and, you know, I've seen over the years. And I think what stands out to me is that 
you know, there's not one way to do things. And on race day, competition day, and the days leading up to it, I think that it's really important to be in your own zone. But I think what surprised me is that it's really, it can be different for everyone. And so some of the women, you know, uh, they just have different personalities. And I think what stands out to me is whatever, I think that the ones who do the best are the ones who are really in touch with themselves and what works for them. And they don't doubt it. And they, if, if they want to be, you know, more interactive and social before they run, that's what they do. They embrace it. They embrace who they are and they know what works for them. Cool. There's not just one way to be successful or have a success mindset. Right. You know, Gabe, it reminds me of uh, in my top 10 traits of high performers, I have one trait that um, says that, you know, high performers work to kind of consciously be authentic, like they show up yes. as themselves. I think that's what you're saying is, you know, if you're not comfortable with who you are and the way that you need to mentally prepare, then um, it's going to be difficult for you to perform at your best. Absolutely. Um, so, Gabe, tell us about a time um, that you failed, what you learned from it. So, you know, we can learn from your story as well. Some that stand out to me, I think, in 2011, that was my first year as a professional runner, and I really wanted to have a good showing at the U.S. Outdoor Championships, and I really wanted to place in the top six because I had been seventh the year before, and long story short, I made the final, and I was feeling good about it, but I, I just kind of blew up in the final, and I think I was, like, second to last place, and it, it just didn't go well, and I was really bummed because I felt that I was capable of more, but... I'm, I look back at that now, and I do think that it was a good, it was an important experience for me to to sort of fail. I fell short of my goal, and I really did get humbled out there. I think fitness wise, and it just it was important though because it opened my eyes to to the fact that you know maybe this is a process that's going to take more than a year. And also, I think that failure and not getting you know that instant success in that first year out it it made me a little bit more willing to. Um, put myself out there in my training and racing and be really motivated for the Olympic year, which went a little bit better uh, for me. So I think that, that, you know, it wasn't a huge failure, but it was enough for me to, you know, take a look in the mirror and evaluate where I was at and, and realize that there's going to be learning along the way. And also that maybe I need to step up my game in some other ways. And so that type of failure can be, it can be useful. And I definitely used it going into the next year. Yeah, even though it's disappointing at the moment, you realize how it helps you in your journey and it made you a stronger runner, yes. more passionate about going after your goals and your dreams. Yeah, definitely. Take us to the best moment in your career and why it was so awesome. Yeah, I think for me, one of the races that really stands out is my my final collegiate race was the NCAA Championships 1500 in 2010. That was sort of like the, it was kind of the capstone of my comeback from having had cancer the previous year. And I really wanted to end on a positive note. And I, that season had been going so well, but I had, I really had no idea what I was capable of on the national level. And I had never even qualified for an NCAA outdoor championship previously. And um, it was a very eye opening moment. Um, I took second place in the race and just, it was, a race where I got to utilize my strong kick at the end and last hundred meters. I think I went from fifth to second and my main goal in that race was to be an all American. And I think, I think all I had to do was like finish to be an all American due to like 
the people who were in the race that year. So that wasn't an, uh, probably a high enough goal, but um, it, it, it just, uh, it was a culmination of just a really long and special journey for me. And really one of the first races that made me wonder if I was capable of more than I ever thought, because I got second and I was totally blown away by that. And I think if you see pictures of me, it's still funny for me to look back at pictures because if you look at pictures from this race, I, when I cross the line, my arms are up in the air and I'm like, have this like huge smile on my face and I look like I won the race and I did it. <laughs> I look like way happier than the girl that won, which is super funny, but, um, it's because I, I did feel like I won that race, even though I got second, just because it was just such a meaningful performance for me. And I just really wanted to put it together for all the people who had supported me throughout the, the previous year that had been a pretty tough year. It had just been such an emotional journey. And for me to wrap it all up in that race was really, really special. And it sounds like it was really symbolic of winning your fight against cancer, that you could like yeah. overcome this big thing in your life and to yeah. come out on top. That's really cool. Really inspiring, Gabe. Um, tell us, <laughs> tell us about an aha moment that you've had in your career, and uh, how it helped you learn something, and how it could help us learn something about ourselves. Yeah, I think for me, one of the biggest and most important journeys that I had been on to get to where I am now is within my college experience. Really going from, um, you know, not. The most, not the best runner at the team, on the team, not even close. I was a walk-on. I wasn't on scholarship. I wasn't necessarily making the travel team right away. Um, so throughout those years, um, along the way, I learned how to take a step back from sort of the girls on the team who were doing really well, doing things that I wanted to do. And I just learned how to take a step back and just observe the people who were doing what I wanted to be doing. And even though I wasn't there yet, um, I kind of just learning how to observe and like see what it takes to improve and succeed. It, it really like kind of opened my eyes and I learned how to try to associate with and surround myself with people who are, who are better than me. And I learned a lot from them about training and about, you know, how to balance my life and fit in all the things that I needed to, to be a successful athlete and student and all of those things. But um, I think I had the, you know, the aha moment probably just like watching people be successful and um, just, really like taking notes in my mind from them and learning how to do that when while I was in college I think it was just something that allowed me to improve over those five years rather than you know maybe get stuck in a rut so that was just a it was just like an important skill for me to learn you know I think about how Jim Rohn says that you're, you're the average of your five closest friends mm -hmm. so it's cool that you're just providing some you know, examples of watching successful people and what you can learn from them and, and how that really helped you be successful in college. Yeah. Um, so, Gabe, you know, we believe at the high performance mindset that if your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. Because if you just dream small, you're not going to be you're not going to push yourself to really reach your full capacity. So what's one of the dreams that you have that that's, you know, kind of anxiety provoking can be a little <laughs> scary at times? Yeah, well, right now, I just, you know, this is, I'm getting butterflies just thinking about next year. I want to be an Olympian, and I know, I really feel like I have what it takes. It's uh, something that I came close to doing in 2012, and, you know, I really look at 2016 as, like, a culmination of, you know, my my evolution as a runner, and I'm, it, it will be a very big challenge to do that next year, and I'm already looking to how I can 
challenge myself this year to get ready for that big challenge. So it's going to be fun. But yeah, I want to be an Olympian next year. It's very simple to me, but it's certainly anxiety and butterfly feeling producing when I talk about it. Certainly. (laughs) Oh, good. So it means that that you're pushing yourself to go after it. Um, What do you expect to be running at the trials for those who will be watching the Olympic trials next year and watching for you? Yeah, well, I have primarily competed as a 1500 meter runner and I dabble in the 3k and the 5k a little bit next year I'm still actually waiting to see the Olympic trial schedule be released but I do think you'll see me probably compete in both the 1500 and the 5000 meters I'm not sure which one will be first in the trial schedule but uh, the goal is to have two shots in both of those sort of middle distance races and uh, I'm hoping to prepare myself the best I can to have a shot in both of those events next year. I think in the months leading up to the trials, I'll know better what my focus will be out of those two, but I, I think I will compete in both of them. You know, and most of the time, Gabe, when I have athletes on, I ask them, you know, if you've worked with a sports psychology professional, what's one or two takeaways um, that you have from the experience. And I know you and I have a, an, an incredible opportunity to work together um, for the last couple of years. So why don't you share with those who are listening, what are, you know, what are some takeaways that you've gotten from the experience of just learning to use your mind and train your mind to be successful and, and help you go after that dream of going to the Olympics? Absolutely. I think it's working with a sports psychologist like Sindra. It's been really good for me because I think I've been able to identify my strengths and weaknesses mentally and learn what is what I need to work on. And for me, sometimes that involves just a you know, gathering the race day confidence. I've noticed that sometimes it's hard. I feel confident, you know, in the days leading up to the race, but that race day anxiety sort of sets in and I back off a little bit from my goals just because of, you know, I get a little scared and I think we all do. So something that has been really helpful for me is just to work on that inner dialogue and producing those confident thoughts that are positive, productive, full of possibility, (laughs) powerful, and, you know, somewhat, and also having something process oriented. But so those are like, that's a specific thing that I've worked on, but really just having the thought, the inner, inner dialogue and confident mindset and working on it more as, um, you know, a way thinking of it as structuring my thoughts in a way that is productive has been helpful for me. And another thing that has been helpful is just working on that that highlight reel of things that I've done well and reminding myself about those things uh, on the day of the race when those doubts start to set in. I think that has been really helpful for me too. Just those things that, you know, we sort of need to carry with us into the moment when we might want to back off. That has been key for me. Key takeaways. Yes. Yeah. So powerful, productive thinking patterns and imagery, which is like your highlight reel has helped you be more confident on race day. Cool, Gabe. Thanks for sharing that with the listeners. I think for those who haven't been introduced to mental training or sports psychology, I think that's really helpful for those who are listening. Um, So tell us, you know, of the top 10 traits of high performers, which one do you think that you exhibit most? Like which one of those traits do you say like, oh, yeah, that's totally me. Um, You know, I, I would kind of rate myself high, really high on that consistently. Yeah, I think the ones that stood out to me, I think I am gritty. I've I've gotten that down over the years um, of just, you know, sort of developing that toughness that it takes 
to do the complete the training at this level and just sort of stay stay in the grind and stay in the game mentally when the racing season gets tough. I think grittiness is definitely one of my top qualities, but I also do think the other one that stood out to me was probably self-awareness. And mm-hmm. I do think that over the, over the years, for sure, I've become definitely more aware of kind of what's going on in my mind and, you know, identifying what I need to work on and, Sometimes that works to my advantage and sometimes maybe I'm overly aware of what I'm not doing well. But um, I think overall that self-awareness helps us be our best. So I think, yeah, those two stood out to me. So grit uh, means, you know, having passion and perseverance for your long-term goals and then self-awareness. And what about one of those top 10 traits of high performers that you see yourself kind of still working on? Is there one of them that, you know, it's like, gosh, yep. Um, I could I could improve on that. And the reason that I'm asking that is just to kind of emphasize that everybody's a work in progress, you know, that we aren't high on all of these traits all the time. I, I do sometimes think, you know, dominating the moment for me is something I'm still working on. I have I, I think that stood out to me uh, sometimes, especially being a runner it, in this sport, you have to be ready on a specific day in a specific race. And so it's really critical to to be able to dominate the moment and sometimes I feel like for me I look back at some of my championship performances and some are really great and some are less great and it's you know there's just like a little bit of inconsistency there and that's something that I am absolutely looking to improve upon um, every every time I get a chance to take advantage of a race opportunity I want to um, just to try to harness that into more consistency Right, because you're you can't you can't change the time or yeah. the weather or you know if it's yeah. at seven o'clock p.m. or seven o'clock a.m. you got to be ready. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So that's yeah, that's something I'm working on. <laughs> you betcha. So, uh, Gabe, we're gonna go to the speed round, and what I want you to do is think about the first thing that comes to mind, um, and just answer it as quickly as you can. So, can you think of like maybe a book or a podcast or somebody that you follow that inspires you um, and tell us why that'd be something you'd recommend that we check out. Yeah. I, I guess someone that comes to mind for me right away is I, I follow Lauren Fleshman uh, on, so, on all social media. And I just really, really think that she is a good model of for especially runners, female runners. She lives her life quite authentically. And I just, I really love to follow her journey, and I think that she shares some really important things, especially for, you know, people who are going through life transitions or, you know, tough stuff. She's gone through injuries. She's a mom. She's married to another pro athlete, and I think that she just has a really good perspective on life. And I'm younger than her and also in the running world, and she has accomplished a lot, so I really do look up to her, and I just like I like her attitude and her determination. So she's one of my definite, that's who I might start with. So Lauren Fleshman, I love her spirit. Just You can tell it just from her writing and from even her posts on Twitter. What's one word that people describe you as, Gabe? Oh, I don't know. I actually, I, I, I texted my sister this actually because I thought it was funny. I wanted to know her answer. <laughs> so I'll tell you what she said. And what just you say? She said feisty. And I was like, okay, I don't know if that's what I would have chosen, but I'll take, I'll take it. <laughs> Feisty. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and what's the best advice you've ever received? Um, so I think some of the best advice I've received is kind of just, like, this takes me back to college as well. 
split it some. Just see the idea of faking it until you make it. I really actually like that. And I think that it, you know, that whole mindset, it's, you know, it's not, it's very simple, but I do think that, you know, even if you're not where you want to be yet, if you start acting like it and taking, taking on the, the mental side of, you know, what it would take to get to where you want to be and just kind of acting like it, acting it out. Um, you know, for me, it would be like living and training like a top runner before I was one. And that helped me get to, to being where I wanted to be in my running. So um, I do think that that's a really good strategy for people who are looking to improve and get to where they want to be. Um, for me, it's like I'm not an Olympian yet, but I want to think like one and act like one because that's that's what I want to be. <laughs> And Gabe, can you tell us a success quote or maybe a phrase that you live by and how it might apply to us? Yeah, uh, another very, very simple one, but I think has a lot of um, meaning for me, especially with where I'm at, I guess, in my career. And it's just no pressure, no diamonds. And for me, it's important. I like that for me right now specifically because I think it really cuts into the heart of things like sometimes we all just want things to be easy. And I, I fall into that every now and then too, because running is hard. Racing is hard. Being the best in the world is really hard. And sometimes I'm just like, why can't it just be easier? But honestly, I do when I get in those tough situations where everybody on the line is the best in the world, I think, you know, I think to myself, no pressure, no diamonds, like, you want to be the best, like, this is what it takes. And I know that competing against the best and putting myself in those situations is going to bring out the best in me ultimately. And that's what I'm really looking for. So I like the idea of, you know, sort of being excited about those hard situations and um, being excited about the pressure and even going into the Olympic year next year. It's like, bring it on. Like I, I like, you know, it's just the idea of embracing challenges and sort of knowing that when you put yourself in those, tough situations, challenging situations that, you know, it's going to bring out the best in you. You might be a diamond. <laughs> awesome. And you might be able to, if you do experience that pressure and feel the pressure and do it anyway, fake it till you make it, the diamond yeah, will come. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, what advice do you have for those high performers who are listening? So people that are athletes who are going after their goals or entrepreneurs, business leaders, um, what advice do you have that, you know, that could help them just go after their goals or take their, their performance up a, a notch? You know, there's always more that we can do, but I do think that for me, one of the biggest things is just, uh, you know, investing in yourself and really, you know, taking, taking an honest look at what you need to do differently in your life to get to where you want to be. And for me as a runner, one of those things, I, I identified over the last couple of years was working with a sports psychologist. So that's something that I'm doing, but it's also could be something as simple as, you know, getting adequate sleep and rest that you need. And sometimes, you know, prioritizing those little things that are going to help you get to where you want to be. And also um, I think just developing sort of a, a good sense of self and trusting your intuition. Um, that has been huge for me as a runner because there's so many times where, you know, you could be doing things or getting advice from a million different people. And sometimes you, you have to rely on yourself to sort of block out all the, all the noise and, you know, focus on what's important. And uh, I think that when you can work on that and uh, have a really strong, strong sense of self and finding out what really works for you as an individual, I think that 
that opens the door for for a lot of success, for sure. Gabe, you are so inspiring today. I <laughs> uh, love the interview, and I love the, the gems that you provided, the diamonds you provided. What I love most um, was the beginning when you talked about finding your best self, your best runner self, and how cancer allowed you to do that, get you more motivated and excited and grateful for the opportunity. And I love the strategies you provided at the end of, you know, faking it till you make it and uh, seeing pressure as the opportunity to, to make diamonds. So pretty cool. I am so grateful that you have been on this podcast sharing your story to inspire thousands out there. Um, Gabe, how can people listening follow you um, and how would you recommend that we do that? You can find me on Twitter uh, at GG underscore runs and you can find me on Facebook as well. I have an athlete page, Gabrielle Grunewald, and I also have a website, GabrielGrunewald.com. You can follow my, my training and racing this upcoming year. I try to post on there my schedule and results and some you know interesting news about me every now and then and if you want to get in touch with me, there's a contact form on, on my website, too. I am, love doing speaking opportunities. Um, you know, I like inspiring the next generation of athletes, runners, and, you know, also people who are going through challenges because um, I, I know I have been there, and I always want to inspire people to, you know, come out of it better on the other side and just uh, inspire hope in the future. So get in touch with me if you'd like to. <laughs> Awesome. I will post that all on the show notes page, Gabe. So okay. thank you so much again for being here today, for thank sharing you. your wisdom and advice and insights with high performers out there. And for all of those who are listening, today is your day. Go after your dreams with passion and persistence and grit and be mentally strong. Thank you for listening to High Performance Mindset. Are you signed up for Syndra's weekly email with free mental tools and strategies for high performance? Why the heck not? Text mentally strong, all one word, to 22828 or visit syndracampoff.com.